the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Like Bob on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. We have rebooted... Our phone system, we have uh, performed an exorcism, sprinkled holy Mountain Dew on it, and uh, we're going we're gonna to try it again because I've got Al in Westerfeld. Al, are you there? Can you hear me? Can you read me 10 by 10, Bob? I can read you 10 by 10. Wow, <laughs> you're there. We, Al, we have no idea what in the world is going on, but... Um, it seemed like every Monday or Tuesday we have to reboot the whole system, and and then for whatever reason it um, it works. I think we paid our phone bill. I'm not sure. Well, you got to remember last week. What was it? AT and T's cell network and Verizon was down half the cut for half the yeah. day last week, and people were losing their minds. I know, I know. Well, what's on your mind were- today, Al? Other than the fact that you immigrated to Westerville illegally. Yes, I did. I did. Actually, actually, the way I ended up here was my car broke down and I stayed. That's a true story. <laughs> when I was getting transferred here, my car broke down on 315. I was looking for the Holiday Inn on Lane Avenue. And uh, a policeman, a Columbus police officer stopped me. This was 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, make a long story sh- short, uh, Kenny and I are good fr- good friends even to this day, many years later. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's incredible. All right, you want to yeah. talk about immigrants at the border. Immigrants at the border. One of the things that we've been that I've been tra- tracking, and others have been tra- been tracking, particularly a good friend of mine, Michael Michael Yon, who's a combat correspondent, has been on Fox, uh, CNN. Well, they won't let him on CNN any- anymore. But there has and uh, Homeland Security and the FBI has finally started reporting on this. This there has been an uptick of young military age Chinese. Men, mm-hmm. yes, being uh, being uh, encounters. Uh, estimated, there's about forty to forty five thousand that are in the country. And when they're asked, "How did you get there?" they're they're evasive. Uh, they say, "Well, they flew here," and it's like, like you know, if we if we sent. 45,000 Americans into China, they would end up getting Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding? Out. Yeah. Well, I'm finding yeah. out that many of them fly into Ecuador because they can fly into Ecuador without a passport or a visa. And then once they get into Ecuador, then they can make their way to our southern border. And that's how they're getting here. But they've got – these are not poor people. If you got money no. – you, if you can buy a plane ticket – from China to Ecuador, you're not poor. And there's a, there's a lot of them that are coming. We're getting we're getting a large increase of Iraqis, Afghans. 
yeah. um, Iranians and Saudis. Um, to go a little bit deeper, and this is the concern that I have and some some others. If you go, if you go back to the 1960s, before the Tet Offensive, uh, offensive, the North Vietnamese started moving a large number of uh, people, mostly men. Uh, into South Vietnam, and then we had the Tet Offensive, which was an offensive that they tried to uh, topple and throw out the American military. They stormed the uh, American embassy, and this is a real real concern that they're finally, after a year of being prodded, that they're finally opening up and admitting, but there's been a number of us that have been sounding the alarm, saying, why are we allowing this? Yeah. Well, you know, we know that the communist Chinese government would have no problem whatsoever to send spies into our country. And how much easier than to just send someone to Ecuador, give them a little money, send them to Ecuador, then come into America and say, well, I'm seeking asylum. These people are not being vetted in any way, shape, or form. They're just being allowed to come into our country. And then I saw a whole bunch of them being interviewed at the border a few days ago by Fox News. And not only are they coming into our country from China, they have already determined what city they want to live in. They were going down the line and say, well, where are you going? Well, I'm going to go to Atlanta. Uh, I think I'm going to Minneapolis. Uh, I'm headed to uh, New York City. Oh, you mean the American government has a lot? No, I've just chosen. That's that's where I'm going. I, I'm going to go up to L.A. and I'm going to get a job there. I'm, I'm going to head up to Seattle. These people are coming in unvetted, illegally, and then choosing what American city they want to invade. What could possibly go wrong with that? My and they're, goodness. They're, they're, Here's the other clincher. They're having a number of them which are, they have a student visa in certain states in the United States. Uh, you can go and buy a firearm. Mm. You can buy a handgun. You can mm. buy a long gun. You can do that here in the state of Ohio, Indiana. Uh, you can do it in Pennsylvania. You can't do it in the state of New York or New Jersey, but there's a, there's a number of number of states. So the question you have to ask yourself is, is why are you coming here and why are you practicing marksmanship? Mm-hmm. Well, um, you, you know, Al, I, I'm not into conspiracies. I'm I'm really not. But this is so oh, I know. unbelievably troubling. This is not a conspiracy. This is a real national security crisis. I mean, a real. We've got that, and then what we're finding out: these Venezuelan gang members. I mean, these are bad, bad, bad dudes. Really, really bad, violent gang members are making it to our southern border, coming across the border, and they're coming to New York City and Chicago, and they are setting and up and Columbus, and they're setting up their gang network here in America. We have Venezuelan gangs roaming the streets of major American cities and no repercussions whatsoever. 
It's insane, Al. It is absolutely insane. Yeah. They're committing crimes. They're dealing in drugs. They're dealing in human human trafficking. Um, We have a serious problem with human trafficking in this country and in this state. Well, the story I was covering just a few minutes ago, 85,000 children that came across our southern border, we can't account for. We have no idea where they are, who has them. What do they do? 85,000 children we've lost track of. It's unthinkable. It's unconscionable. All right, Al, thanks for the call, and uh, thank you for being patient and calling back after we uh, Ah, got the uh, phone system exercised. All right? (laughs) Thanks, Al. Talk to you later, Bob. All right. Bye-bye. My number, and now that the phone system is actually working, my number is 877 Bob Live, 877-262-5483. I want to deal with this. Uh, I'm not prepared to today. Maybe tomorrow. I am being bombarded with Facebook posts, other social media posts, about what the Bible says about welcoming strangers. And these Bible verses that are real, true, actual Bible verses are being used by the social justice people to shame anybody who wants to close the southern border. This is unbiblical. It's not Christ-like. There are 27 verses in the Old Testament about welcoming strangers into our land. Facebook is filled with this stuff. Context Context, context, folks. Yes, those verses exist. Treat the stranger as your own. Treat them equally and so on. Those verses are real. But you've got to look at the context and the warnings also about the strangers in your land. There's nothing biblical There is nothing compassionate about allowing Venezuelan gang members into our country where they can murder, rape, steal. There's nothing biblical or compassionate about that. All right. Like I said, uh, I'll take time to deal with it biblically in the next couple of days. We'll be back. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. I came across this story this morning and I thought, why not? I mean, seriously, why not? It's the story of a Chicago police officer. He's been a part of of the Chicago Police Department for uh, 20 20 years. He's a 20-year veteran of the Chicago Police Department. Now, when he joined the police force in Chicago back in 2004, on his application, there were only three race opportunities. Uh, You could put down Caucasian, 
Uh, let's see. Um, 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 Caucasian, African-American, and Asian, I think. Yeah, there were three choices. Uh, co- no, no, no. Okay. I'm sorry. There were three race selections back in 2004. You could choose Caucasian, black, and Hispanic. Well, since there were only three choices, he wasn't really black, although he had blacks in his ancestry. He was not really Hispanic, and so he chose Caucasian. That was 20 years ago. Now, the Chicago Police Department has nine different choices for race. Well, this man, um, his name is Muhammad Yusuf. He's 43 years old. Muhammad Yusuf, 43 years old. For the last at least 10 years, he has watched minority applicants getting promotions when Caucasians did not. He, uh, he said... Um, Since that time, 10 years ago, he has seen, quote, over 75 merit promotions to sergeant. Out of the 75, less than five have been identified as Caucasian. 75 merit promotions. Less than five uh, were classified as Caucasian. So, he has watched other police officers in the force change their identity from male to female and female to male. And the Chicago Police Department said, sure, why not? Okay, you used to be a male, we hired you as a male, but now you identify as a female, so we're going to reclassify you as a female, and vice versa. He's watched that now for several years. And so he thought, If they can change their identity gender-wise, why can't I change my gender race-wise? And so he informed the, uh, the folks in the Chicago Police Department, I am now going to identify as Egyptian and African American. I do not want to be identified as Caucasian anymore. So he is now wanting to be identified as Egyptian and African-American. And the Chicago Police Department said, no way, you can't do that. You can't change your race just by saying you identify now as another race. And Muhammad Yusuf said, well, if you can do it for your gender, why can't you do it for your race? And get this. Here was the ultimate answer from the Chicago Police Department. You would have to prove your race by DNA. Get this, folks. This is so very, very important. So, If you want to change your gender, all you have to do is sign a statement or whatever. I was born a male, but now I identify as female. Fine. No problem. 
But if you want to change your race, you have to submit to a DNA test. And my question is, why? Gender is a DNA issue as well. I made this point many, many times. If a person dies and their body is discovered a hundred years after their death, they can take the bones and do a DNA test and said, well, this was a man. This was a woman. It doesn't make any difference whether they had sexual reassignment surgery, uh, puberty blockers, uh, hormone, uh, cross-sex hormones. It doesn't make any difference. Their DNA never changed. So, it is just as scientifically feasible to change your gender just by a statement as your race. So, the result, Muhammad Yusuf is suing the Chicago Police Department. Good for him. Good for him. I would hope this is a precedent. You can't have it both ways. If we are to say you can change your gender by just by identifying, saying it, stating it, then why can't you do your race? Oh well, that's a oh that's a DNA thing. I mean, if you're if you're black, you were born black. If you were Caucasian, you were born Caucasian. You can't change that. Really? I mean, really? The whole LGBTQIA transgender thing is so hypocritical, inconsistent, and it is so anti-science. I hope this guy wins. I really do. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye on it. All right, Bobberty Live will continue. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.